Hello and welcome to Locked On Marlins, your daily Marlins podcast from me, Peter Pratt, and welcome, welcome to opening day, baby. Marlins and Giants getting getting our seasons off and running after yesterday's extravaganza. Opening day over two days, seemingly, and we are previewing the Giant series that starts today. And I have Darius Austin in the house, bat flips and nerd stud, and writer for Baseball Prospectus. Darius, how are we doing? I'm doing great. It's it's really exciting to have baseball back, especially after we just thought this wasn't going to happen for so long. So it's nice, you know, it's early April and, and here's baseball like it should be. It's great. 100%, 100%. And what I should have said is Darius is a big Giants fan. That's the reason I've uh, I've got him in the mix for this one. I, I completely forgot to mention that. So we're going to be deep diving on the Giants. I... I must say, in the games from the Marlins and Giants last year, I was impressed with them. They obviously had a great season and way overperformed, I think, probably even Giants fans' expectations. But they, it felt at times like it was almost looking in the mirror. It was like a lot of pitching. It was the pitching was just brilliant. The pen was nice. The Giants, it felt like that's how the Marlins are constructed too. Not a lot of superstars on the offensive side, but pitched great. Um, and there was a lot of low-scoring games, if I recall. A lot of... I think there was even maybe two one nils at some point. Pablo Lopez definitely had a one niller on a Sunday. Marlins' offense, as usual, was quiet. Anyway, let's not let's not look backwards. Let look, let's look forwards. Opening day is here. This the Marlins are getting off. Let's hope quick and hot. They're starting out west. Series against the Giants and the Angels to get it going. And I'm predicting a series sweep right now. Not saying which way, but I'm I'm gonna push out there. The Marlins getting going with the sweep. Darius, let's get into these Giants. Um, I haven't been tracking them that closely, if I'm honest. So just if you can, brief summary on the off-season moves. What's the major kind of comings and goings for these Giants? So the the big move really was bringing in Carlos Rodon to uh, strengthen the rotation. Obviously, oh the, the White Sox didn't give him the qualifying offer and everyone was like, oh, is the shoulder gone? But the Giants, it was, it's a short-term deal, just a couple of years, but they gave him a lot of money, give him about $44 million. Mm. So clearly they've seen enough to uh to think that he's he's going to be healthy or that at least he'll be healthy for long enough to give them value on that deal and you know Rodon was dead impressive last year when he pitched he, he looked like an ace obviously the shoulder interrupted him down the stretch but um you know I, I came away you know I did a bit of a deep diving in myself this offseason and just came away really impressed with with what he did basically coming out of nowhere I think everybody thought he was it was cooked yeah and uh <laughs> so you know i think i i trust the giants have done their due diligence that they think he's he's good to go and uh yeah it makes the, the rotation look really good i think they brought back uh tony di scafani and they brought back alex wood both of whom were really good for the giants last year and they brought in alex cobb who quietly had like a pretty great season for the angels as well um so they got those guys they've got tons of depth of course this is a farhan zaidi team so mm. They're like bringing in Carlos Martinez and Jake Junis on like minors deals. Of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, but yeah, you know, Radon was the headline. Otherwise it's like, you know, Jock Peterson, which, you know, he's, mm. he's got a role to play, but it's a very Giants type move. They didn't spend the big bucks on the position player side. Yeah. They kept it pretty tight and, and simple. And it's a lot of these guys, they're going to match up all the time. Um, they still bring him, you know, bring him back. Brandon Belt has he's accepted the qualifying offer. Mm. And, uh, you know, you're going to be seeing a lot of these guys that you saw last year, really, with the exception of Buster Posey, of course, who Obviously. Uh, surprisingly announced his retirement after an incredible bounce back. So it's going to be Joey Bart and Kurt Casale trying to fill in for Posey behind the plate, which is a tall order. For sure. How big a loss is that going to be for these Giants just overall, like, you know, clubhouse, but also on the field as well? 
Yeah, I think it's going to be really tough. Like, I, I think Bart's going to be a solid player, but yeah, you know, Buster Posey is probably the best catcher we've seen in the last twenty years. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't really ask a, a rookie to come in and, and fill their shoes. So, no, um, I think I think you'll do right. And there's a lot. The Giants pitchers love Casali. Like everybody talked so much about how fun it was to work with him. Um, I spoke to Susan Slusser a few weeks ago, and, and she kind of said like Posey's like you know he was a great guy, but he's kind of a bit maybe stern you know he's not like the most happy-go-lucky guy in the clubhouse whereas everybody just loves Casali like he's everybody's friend um the pitchers really enjoyed working with him I think they had crazy numbers like he had really low ERA with like almost every pitch we worked with last year how predictive that is I don't know but you know <laughs> they seem very happy with him and and I wouldn't be surprised if Bart does struggle if we actually end up seeing quite a lot of Casali this year yeah Intrigued to see how that goes for sure. It's a you know, big, big part of the Giants and obviously was a big part of last year. And, you know, one of the, like you said, one of the best catchers, if not the best in the last 20 years. It's hard to replace those dudes. Um, but obviously pretty well high prospect. So let's see what, what they've got. I think there was some talk at some point of maybe trading him away. You know, clearly they were, at that point they assumed Posey would still be there. And it was, you know, can we trade away Bard and go and acquire a maybe a, a big-time bat or an arm, whatever it might have been. But anyway, wasn't to be. Um, any major, other than Posey, clearly, any other major um, uh, subtractions from the Giants roster? Yeah, I mean, Kevin Galsman obviously has gone to the Blue Jays. I think the Giants were in on him, but they, they didn't clearly didn't uh, mm. quite match the deal that the Jays gave him. So he'll be a, a loss. He was obviously fantastic, especially in the first half. He did fade a bit in the second. Uh, Chris Bryant, now in Colorado. Um, Giants only had him for the couple of months after the trade deadline, of course. Yeah. Um, but he's off. Uh, those those are the main two, really. Um, you know, the other guys were all like sort of bit part players. Johnny Cueto's contract finally ended. He's he's with the White Sox on a minor league deal at the moment, kind of building <laughs> up, trying to fill in Stop for Lance Lynn. Um, but yeah, that's it's really it's really Bryant and Galsman who we're going to be missing from last year. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, you've already added a few few other pitchers to kind of fill those roles anyway. So. It doesn't sound like from the from the staff anyway that it's taken a big step back at all, and it was definitely one of the strengths. Um, we're going to talk about strengths and weaknesses more generally in terms of the roster right now. Uh, but before we do that, uh, just a reminder: this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. And listen, guys, those New Year's resolutions have you stuck to them? It is now into April, so I'm still sticking with eating healthy and eating right. Reduce the beers for sure. So. Built Bar's definitely part of that, and the question I'm going to ask you right now, have you tried those puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. Yep, protein-infused marshmallow, fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar. They're a treat covered in 100% real chocolate. If you're liking what you're hearing, get yourselves over to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15, it's LOCKED15, to get 15% off your order. All right, Darius, uh, let's get into this, I guess, 2022 Giants roster. Just let's start on the positive side. Strengths of this roster right now, Where, what are the Giants going to be leading on to win baseball games in 2022? Yeah, I, I think the pitching is, is going to be great again, and that starts with Logan Webb, who basically just turned himself into an ace last year. Um, I think everybody saw him in the playoffs. You know, incredibly unlucky not to come away. Uh, that Dodgers series um, he pitched fantastically well in that series and, and that was just emblematic of how he pitched basically when he came back from the injured list July onwards he he just looked like the ace of this staff and I think mm -hmm. the Giants think he will be that going forwards he's only 25 
got an incredible sinker, ton of movement, a great slider. Changeup is really good as well when he's good at working. So I think they're going to lean on Webb a lot. Um, Darius, where did he come from? What? Where's this guy and where's this season just arrived from? Like, did was it expected? Like, uh, it feels like it just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I mean, like a mid five ZRA dude before. Did, was there any inkling this was in the locker? Yeah, I mean, I liked Webb. Like, I, I sort of had <laughs> Webb as a bit of a sleeper coming into the year, but not as like <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really think this was going to happen. Um, no, he's had some pretty good numbers in the giant system. He also had a. a PED suspension at one point, um, which is why he kind of maybe fell off some people's radars a bit. Um, so I think that the Giants have liked him for a while, but he like you know he doesn't have crazy uh, like eye popping stuff at first look. Um, you know he doesn't have the high heat. Uh, his fastball is is not got the you know high nineties velocity. Mm. Um, so he's the kind of guy who maybe wouldn't jump off the page the first time you see him. He does have a pretty unusual profile that you know his arm slot is is quite weird for the way he pitches. Um, he kind of just ditched his four-seam fastball altogether. It wasn't a very good pitch, and I think that really helped him. Um, but, yeah, I think also the the Giants coaching staff has just done a fantastic job. The command really seemed to come along for Webb last year. He was just spotting that sinker, like, on the corner, seemingly at will. Um, and I think that, that combined with the tweak in the pitch mix really helped him take that step forwards. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sorry, I uh, rudely interrupted you then on uh, <laughs> on him. You were getting into other strengths and other uh, of the roster. You you carry on now. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, I think you know it is hard. Like if you look down the list of names here, you might be like, oh, who you know who are these guys? Like you mm. know, well, do I believe in Brandon Crawford's breakout at age thirty four? You know, yeah. he's thirty five now. Brandon Belt, I think, is a fantastic hitter, but he does get hurt almost every year. Um, so I think you you look at the depth really, and that yeah. the fact that they do have so many guys uh, who can just step in and and seemingly do a good job. Um, they've got Evan Longoria and uh, Lamont Wade and Tommy Lestella on the injured list at the moment, but all those guys will be back at some point. They'll be playing good matchups. I mentioned Peterson before. You've mm-hmm. got guys like Wilmer Flores. Darren Ruff is like probably one of the 10 best hitters in the majors against left-handed pitching now, which is insane. (laughs) Just picked him up from the KBO. He went over there. Phillies fans will remember. I was going to say, Dave was always, I remember, same Dave, Dave Shaw, a good friend from UK Phillies. uh, (laughs) Whenever Darren Ruff's name popped up, and it seemed to be pretty regular in 2021, he was always texting me going, bloody Darren Ruff. Like, did nothing for the fills and then he's appeared and just go on this great run like you said just an absolute stud against lefties um and it was you know just wild i suppose so yeah this i think it kind of sums it up with the giants there's just it's it's a roster that's pieced together pretty platoon heavy i guess so there's like matchups galore but plenty of depth rotation's nice bullpen i thought was good too like the one you know there was they mixed a match in the pen but from a, a hitting and a lineup perspective, it was very mix and match, but deep. And I think, you know, from a Marlins perspective in 2021, that was the problem. There was just absolutely no depth. So when the IL stints came, it left huge holes and they weren't fillable. And uh, what what was already a kind of mediocre offense <laughs> went even <laughs> further backwards, uh, which, which left uh, some serious problems. Darius, where do the Giants perhaps need to uh, add some some strength or some depth through the year perhaps or where are you looking at thinking mm, not sure about this spot yeah i you know I, I look at maybe the second base situation um 
I think there's question marks. Lestello has been really good uh, in recent years, but he's been hurt a lot. Um, you know, he's been up and down at the moment, like Tario Estrada and Mauricio Dubon are kind of penciled in there. Mm-hmm. You know, that they've not been great pieces either. Um, Dubon, I think a lot of people still have hope that he will be something more than, than what he's shown so far. Uh, and Estrada did hit well for the Giants last year, but again, it was kind of in a very limited, will keep him protected role. So I don't know, you know, that they want to expose him too much to like be an everyday guy. Yeah. Um, who's going so, to be who's be starting on second base then? Who'll be taking that role? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, they will they will share a bit, um, Estrada and Dubon. I think, you know, they want Lestella ideally yeah. in there um, more often than not. Um but they do have got these guys that can move around. Flores will be in there as well. Um, certainly once I think Longoria gets back and you can play some third base, I wouldn't be surprised to see Flores in there. But it but it is going to be, yeah, a lot of mix and match. They picked up Luke Williams from the Phillies as well. Uh, he's a versatile guy, can play both infield and outfield. So yeah, I think you're going to see these names all over the diamond other than Crawford at shortstop and belt with first base. I think yeah. you know, you're probably going to see everybody playing <laughs> everywhere really yeah, yeah and uh yeah it's just going to be who, who's starting that day not just the the left right platoon splits but um we had an interesting article at baseball perspectives this week about how the giants were matching up swing planes with different fastball types oh so boy on, this is next who the start the starter wasn't there yeah they were like oh we like this guy's <laughs> swing plane. you know this guy's got a high arm slot so we want somebody who's got more of an uppercut swing or you know mm. this guy's more of a side arm so we, we're looking for that level today you know um clearly they're getting super granular with the stuff and when you've got this roster you know just stacked full of guys that you can mix and match i guess i guess you can do that kind of thing so yeah i don't know that i would say there is a you know say there's no second baseman here who's going to play 140 games that's not going to happen for the giants no what about the the key difference for all of us in the in the nl is the dh is back so to speak um after a, a year hiatus after the 2020 season um how does the dh help the Giants and who likely will fill that with is are they likely to fill the spot with kind of one dude in the main or is it again kind of mix and a match and based on how the Giants operate yeah I think you'll see Ruff a lot there you know he he's a first baseman ideally and Belt is probably going to play more first base than he is mm-hmm. um so I think you will also see the older guys get in there I think Longoria will will get some starts in there um, and they will use it as just a, yeah, a tool for, for keeping people fresh as well, I think, yeah. generally. So there'll be a lot of rotation there. Um, but if I was going to guess, I would probably say that Ruff would get most of the starts, um, certainly if there's a lefty on the mound. And yeah, Longoria has, has not been the picture of health no. uh, either. So I wouldn't be, wouldn't be shocked if they're like, yeah, let's give them a, a start a week or something at the edge. Yeah, for sure. And um, what about this bullpen? We've touched on the rotation um, looking real nice, obviously. Uh, how's the pen shaping up? Who's likely to be the saves leader as well? Well, that's the question. I think they've sort of suggested that Jake McGee is at, at the moment. He's yeah. by far the most experienced guy in this bullpen, and he got the most saves last year. Um, I know a lot of people like uh, Camilla Duval. Certainly the fantasy types out there have been on Duval uh, in drafts this season. Um, and, and you've got Tyler Rogers as well, uh, throwing his submarine stuff. Um, so I think all three of those guys are going to get saves. Uh, I would put my money on McGee to lead them again, but um, you're not going to see Gabe Kapler go out and hand somebody 40 saves, I don't think. Um, I think he will he will mix and match here. Yeah, and they'll they'll continue to do that all the way down the pen. I think you know it's uh, yeah again you know they've got a lot of diversity there, uh, good left right balance, 
um not not the biggest names you probably wouldn't recognize a ton of them but um mm. you know i think they all all did a good job for the giants last year and uh, yeah. they've just got this queue you know guys ready to come and step in if it doesn't work so there's uh, just that depth again that we were there talking you go about. It's the words. It's the word that keeps on cropping up, and I, I do remember Rogers last year in particular really impressed me. That's sub it, like it's there's submarine, and then there's a Rogers submarine <laughs> where, like, I, I, someone was out there quoted saying there's a good chance he's gonna hit someone in the face, uh, but a swinging strike in the face because it is it, the movement um, is just insane. I can't remember which player it was that that kind of projected that, but he he was you know I mean the whole of the Giants pitching was really impressive in the games I watch. Obviously, I don't watch a lot of West Coast baseball. Um, through the regular season, for sure. But you know the matchups were quite early in the year. Actually, the Marlins Giants, and I came away really impressed with them early in the year. And it did not shock me they went on to actually um, have a real strong season. Obviously, so how are you see in the division itself shaping up, we'll kind of wrap up uh, or get into the series between the Marlins and Giants shortly. But what about the view for the uh, for this NL West this year? Looking tasty. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, the the Padres are clearly still hoping to be in it. Um, they they were making moves today, yeah. trading trading Chris Paddock away to get Tyler Rogers strengthen that that bullpen. Um, I don't think you can look past the Dodgers. So, you know, it, it feels boring, like you know we say every year, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they are there every year. I know they didn't win the division last year, but they still won 106 games, and it's kind of hard to count that out. Um, just bringing in Freddie Freeman to join an already ridiculous team is is silly, really. So yeah, yeah I I think as good as the Giants were last year, I, I'm not expecting a repeat. I think the Dodgers are going to win this division. Well, I don't know. Maybe you know Freddie Freeman, the, the clubhouse cancer, it seems, according to Ronald Acuna. Um, you know he's been they've <laughs> shipped kicking him off, off there, isn't it? Yeah, all kicking off. I mean, Ronnie Acuna just wasn't happy because uh, yeah, Freddie was just telling him how to be a pro and Ronnie just wanted to have fun and uh, I guess <laughs> ruffled his feathers a little. So yeah, maybe Freeman will, will kind of bring down, bring down the Dodgers and, and they'll crash and burn this year. I don't know. I'd be shocked if that actually happens for sure. Like you said, um, right. We're going to get into this uh, series itself. Uh, three gamer to get things rolling before we do that. Um, remind you guys, this episode is also brought to you by bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championships odds, podcast and reviews for all the different leagues this season. And Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Darius, any money on the Masters this week? <laughs> I've not got my name money on the Masters. No, I, I don't think my golf knowledge is deep enough for me to be sensible. On that. Sensible. It's this is a crazy weekend of sport. We've got the Masters rolling on, Formula One's happening, the Grand Nationals happening, plus baseball is back as well. Some of our US listeners are probably thinking, "What the hell's a Grand National?" Maybe and uh, etc. But anyway, there's so much sport going on. Plus Liverpool, Man City as well, which is a big, big game in uh, the English Premier League. Um, I'm going off on a tangent, so I'm going to bring it back. Um, let's finish up with this series, three-game set. How are we expecting this Giants rotation to um, line up? I guess we know who's likely to be, well, we know the opening day starter, but who's the two and three? Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be Redon, I think, is the, the two. Um, and then you're probably looking at, I, I think the Giants may even have announced there's, I know the Marlins haven't yet over the weekend, have they? But uh, I think Anthony Discovani is, is going to start on Sunday for the Giants. Yeah. So um, that's how they're they're lining up at the moment, and then and then Wood and uh, totally blanking now. 
and that talks about him earlier. Cobb, yeah, Wooden Cobb will go, <laughs> will go four or five. So yeah, I think I think Webb and Redon definitely are going to be the one and two all season. Yep, and maybe Di Sclafani on yeah. the Sunday game. Yeah. Yep. Okay, interesting. Um, the, the Marlins will absolutely be going one, two, three in some sort of. Well, we know Sandy's got the ball opening day clearly, and then it's whether they go Pablo or Trevor. Um, I, I wouldn't shock me if they go uh, Trevor taking the ball on on Saturday just to kind of mix it up a bit, I guess, going the kind of righty lefty righty um, kind of mix and match on the on the pitch in. So, but it hasn't been announced yet in terms of who's getting the ball when. I don't believe, but we'll wait and see. Some juicy matchups for sure. Um, how do you see this series going? If the Giants are gonna if the Giants are gonna win games and take this series, we know they're gonna have to pitch well. Um, and you know we've kind of covered the pitch in, but from from the offensive side, where are you expecting the kind of run production to come from for these boys against, you know, what will be a, a real tough test for them against Sandy, Pablo and Trevor? Yeah, it, it is difficult. Uh, I think the Giants are really hoping that Mike Yastrzemski kind of gets back to, to what he showed from his breakout. Um, obviously, that's uh, like a right, right-handed right run for them. Um, so I, I think they'll be looking for him, uh, certainly him and Jock Peterson really to to step in and yeah. do some of their platoon magic here um <laughs> and I, i'm just really interested to see if brandon crawford is is just this good a hitter now it's you don't you don't get mid-30s breakouts like this very often um but you know there wasn't anything particularly fluky about what he did last year it, it looked pretty legit um they just seem to have, have found a way to really get the best out of all these hitters so i'd keep an eye on crawford as well because i think it's going to be quite revealing these first few weeks to see how he's hitting and if he's if he's continuing his form from last year yeah yeah very intriguing storyline for sure um i you you may have heard so for this series itself i mean i I can just see straight away an absolute repeat of of the matchups of last year just low scoring pitching duels galore early doors i can just see that going to be tight tight games in reality it's going to come down to the bullpens probably at some stage at least one of the games and the marlins bullpen We'll wait and see on that. It's a work in progress. I feel like the Giants are a little bit more set. And so I, I could definitely see the Giants taking this 2-1. I think the Giants would be happy with the 2-1 to get it rolling. Any series win uh, would be good. Um, so we'll we'll see. I, I could definitely see that happening. Clearly, I'm hopeful that the Marlins kind of get in there and get things rolling. I'm really intrigued to see the way they uh, they actually set the lineup. Who hits where? There's talk about Soler in the leadoff spot. So we'll wait and see if they go down that path. Maybe Jazz in the nine hole. Um, which is something that Donnie did a lot in 2020, putting speed at the bottom. So when the order flips, you've got the speed there and then bombs away with, I guess, Soler, Coop, Aggie, Avi Garcia, Jesus Sanchez. There's a lot more thump in this Marlins uh, lineup or potential thump anyway. So I'm really intrigued to see the way they, the way they line up for sure. I think it's going to be a real, real tight series. Um, I'm clearly hoping for a Marlins series, series win. <sighs> I wouldn't, put a ton of English pounds on that though if I'm completely honest so we'll we'll see how it goes it's a tough assignment away there um, on west coast you know for these fish so we'll we'll have to see but Darius what are you saying in terms of the um, wins the overall wins and how hyped are you for this season by the way for the Giants themselves you know it was obviously a stunning year in, in 21 how hyped are you feeling and where do you think this win total ends for these Giants yeah, I'm, I'm really excited uh, just for the organization going forward in general. Um, I had high hopes when Saidi came over because he was very well regarded by the Dodgers and they were really uh, gutted to lose him, I think. And 
he's really delivered so far. They've got a lot of great prospects on the way. Maybe we won't see a ton of them this year, but um, yeah. you know, they've got some really good Luciano and Luis Mathos, um, guys like that that look, you know, like potential studs in the middle of that lineup in the not too distant future. Um, but for this year, I think you know, I'm cutting back my expectations. I think I think they'll be a, a good team. I think they'll be right in that, you know, playoff mix, especially with the expansion or like a you know 89 90 win season um i'm, I'm not going to go over 100 this year i think that was you know it, it, all the magic happened but losing posey is is a big blow um, yeah. and I, I think you know sometimes everything does just go your way and uh, i think i'm expecting a, a little bit more of a challenge this year especially i, I don't think the padres are going to collapse quite like they did last year either or me i'm with you i'm, I'm i think the padres probably have a, a decent bounce back although the tatty's injury clearly hurts them um obviously you know anyone that loses their best player um, it will hurt. I guess the Giants have lost one of their best players too, in many ways. So, um, and that's maybe for good. So we'll wait and see how it, this this division plays out. I think it's you know a three headed monster. I guess at this point, um, I actually put out there. I think the Giants could underwhelm this year and fall to earth, back to earth a little bit, and even miss out in the postseason was one of my hotter takes. But it would totally wouldn't shock me if uh, you know with the pitching staff if they can do what they they did last year. Um, yeah, like you said, get the magic rolling again. Could absolutely see that happening. So, yeah, really intriguing matchup. Darius, what's your series prediction, though, mate? And who would be the series MVP for you for this one? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say two-one Giants. Got to be a homer, haven't I? Absolutely. And uh, let's say, let's say Jock Peterson looks good in the Giants uniform. Hits a couple of oh, dingers over the weekend. Yeah. If there's if he gets it rolling and the pearl necklace is out, are you going to be tempted to get the pearl necklace rolling uh, in the UK in Wales? Well, in Wales, <laughs> how are pearl necklaces on males uh, received in Wales? I, to be honest, I've not tested that theory. But I, <laughs> guess, I guess we'll find out if if Jock hits a couple of dingers over the weekend. I'll I'll test that theory for you. <laughs> for sure, I think that's a fair uh, fair assessment. I'm I'm intrigued to see Jock Peterson too, and actually the matchups. Yeah, you'll likely probably start. Yeah, two of the games, I guess, Jock. So um, could be bombs away there for sure. Um, I'm going to go with a... I, I said a Marlins sweep at the top of the, the show. I've talked myself out of it slightly. Um, so I'm just going to downgrade it slightly to a, a Marlins series win. 2-1. Man of the series for the fish. I think Soler comes out absolutely scorching hot. Um, I it, it wouldn't shock me if Soler has a couple of uh, lead-off bombs for these fish in this series. So Soler started hot. The Marlins pitch well, the bullpen holds, and they take this series 2-1 and head over to Anaheim to keep it rolling. So, Darius, where can everyone find you on Twitter uh, if they aren't following you already and they can keep up with, well, tons of musing, but including Giants action, fantasy action, plus, I guess, just general baseball stuff too, right? Yes, you can find me at DariusA64. Um, If you want to hear me on podcasts more often, obviously, do check out Batflips and Nerds. Um, if you like like hearing a bunch of idiots talk about baseball generally, we usually have a pod- podcast most weeks during the season. And uh, then if you want to read my fantasy work, then yeah, that's all over at Baseball Perspectives. Lovely. Darius, that has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate the time and insight. And I'm really looking forward to today's action. The Marlins Giants getting, getting things rolling now. Get this series rolling. Series is open. And guys, that is us done for Locked on Marlins this week. We'll be back on Monday with the Monday episode. We have uh, a good friend of mine from the UK Angels joining the show, Nick. Going to come in and give us a lowdown on the Angels as well ahead of that series. So stay tuned for that, guys. In the meantime, let's go fish. Let's get this series rolling. 
Thanks to Darius. Be back on Monday.